0: Hello and welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host Eleanor Rossman and joining me today and every week are Brenda and Randy Lee. Always good to be here with you. Good to see you today. And I think it's a rather interesting topic. I'm curious to find out exactly what's in it. But Randy said today we would talk about eggs and chicks.
1: Eggs and chicks. Yes. Well, I was, I was, I hope I can say this. I was listening to to Tess Hamill the other day on Fortress 1230 radio. Um, As I said, I hope it's okay to mention that because Pete and Tess are friends of ours. But that I was listening to Tess the other morning and Tess had this incredible image of this egg. And needless to say, there was inside the egg a chick, right? And what Tess described was this process of a chick trying to break out of an egg. And it normally takes 24 hours for a chick to break out of its shell, right? Um, when they get out, for they sake are
2: taking me. You mean 60 something years <laughs> to break out of your shell, <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Um, when they get out, they're they're completely exhausted. They look dead. Um, in fact, it may take a chick a day or two to recover from the process of hatching hmm. out, right? And Tess likened this. To the and it follows up really on Brenda on what you said literally right. Tess likened this to the person God created you to be, or or even just the Christian that you are, trying to break out of the shell it thinks it has to live in. Right, whether because of expectations or rules or misperceptions, there's this shell around me. Right. And and I don't fit in it, or even the person God created me to be doesn't fit in it, but I can't get out. Mm -hmm. And I chip, and I chip, and I chip, and I press, and I push, and I struggle, but I can't get out. And the image reminded me of an interview that Rich Mullins, the Christian singer, did with Sheila Walsh. Um Sheila Walsh was a Christian rock star who ended up with a talk show on the 700 Club network Christian TV network right and on her show Sheila was the quintessentially together Christian mm-hmm. right she'd be dressed the way people used to dress for church black dress white lace collar all perfectly pressed, right? The set was supposed to be like her living room. So she and her guest would sit on this L-shaped sofa in this immaculate setting, nothing out of place, maybe a cup of something somewhere in the room, but on a saucer, right? Mm -hmm. And you interject into this setting, right? This perfect setting, Rich Mullins who, by the way, died 25 years ago, September 19th. So, Rich, we remember. But but anyway, you interject Rich Mullins' shoulder-length hair. They're lucky they got Rich to wear shoes for the interview, right? <laughs> you never know what this guy is going to say. People who knew Rich Mullins were struck by this one thing. Rich was a mess, right? Rich glorified or Rich gloried In acknowledging he was a mess, if that concept is even possible, right? He's a very, very upfront guy, right? I'm a whiner. I'm a sinner. I'm tempted, fallen, struggled with alcohol, out of touch, dysfunctional relationships up and down my life, right? But there was no question in anyone's mind, God loved Rich Mullins, Mm -hmm. right? And Rich responded to, relied on, embraced, enveloped himself in that love. So, you have these two forces coming together in this interview, Sheila, who's perfect, and Rich, who's perfectly not perfect, right? Right. And I remember every time I would see some clip of this interview, come across it, I would think Sheila Walsh desperately wants what Rich Mullins has. hmm And I would never understand why I thought that. Because if you're a good, a right-thinking Christian, shouldn't Rich want to be more? Like her. Like Sheila, sure. Because she's got the look. Right, fit the mold. Exactly. So I was watching a Rich video recently, and there are some great moments in this Sheila Walsh interview. And one of those moments turns up in this video. So it gets me thinking. um, So I decide to see what Sheila's take on the interview was. Right. If I if I can find a backstory and and Sheila had written this beautiful essay, you can you can Google it. Right. Where she says how three weeks or three months after this interview, she had a nervous breakdown on the show on national television. Wow. At the time of, of the interview. Right. At the time that she interviews Rich, she's getting up. She's coming in. She's being perfect on the set every morning, and then she goes home every night, and she wants to kill herself. Literally, no exaggeration. That's that's where she's at. Wow. Right? And there is who she is, right? Um, and there's who God created her to be, right? They're, they're two very different people, but they're both trapped in this shell. Mm-hmm. They're too confined in the shell, too big, but they can't break out. They're trapped inside and they fight to get out, but they they can't. And finally, it's too much. It's too much in front of millions of fans, right? And Sheila goes home that night. She's just hugging herself into a fetal position. And all she can say is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. right? For what? right to whom right i'm this celebrity christian so i can't have problems yeah. and i ought to be perfect but i'm not but i'm just not and i'm so sorry i'm not
2: mm-hmm. right yeah it's funny, you think of all the people um who live a life like that they they just can't connect with be the person that god made you to be they're always trying to push Maybe I'm this. Maybe I'm that. Maybe this will look better. I'll present this false narrative, you mm-hmm. know, about who mm-hmm. they think they should be. Yeah. So where does all that come from? Do we not get a strong base early enough to I say mean it, you're you're beautiful the way God made you? Yeah. I'm sure everybody
0: has a story mm-hmm.
1: as to why they feel mm-hmm. the way they do, mm-hmm. and it's 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 fascinating, right? Reflecting on all this. Sheila just nails, of all stories, the agony in the garden, which it turns out none of us get, right? Jesus says, Father, if it be thy will, take this cup away from me, but let it be thy will, not my will be done, right? And we hear that and we think Jesus is being submissive. Jesus is being subservient to the Father. And he's not. He's being trusting. He's trusting in the Father's love, right? What's he saying? He's saying, Father, I am struggling. This is so hard. Mm -hmm. But Father, I trust you with the outcome to all this, Mm -hmm. right? Sheila takes it all right back to the name of Christ. If there weren't people in need of saving, Jesus's name wouldn't be Jesus, which means God saves, Mm -hmm. And if there weren't fe- people feeling isolated, feeling alone, his name wouldn't be Emmanuel, God with, with us, yeah. right? God with you, mm-hmm. right? There's this this great story in anticipation, and it, and it really goes back, Brenda, to to what, what you were talking about, about coming to grips with, with being loved. I mean, that's really the essence of what's happening here, right? I mean, that's where, that's where Rich was. He, he knew God loved him. But there's this great story in anticipation of the interview at the Seven Hundred Club, right? Seven hundred club staff calls Rich to make sure that he won't be too crazy, right? And, <laughs> and the woman he came on the show. Exactly. Okay. They're just they're just making yeah. sure, right? And the woman who's calling him up to check him out, she asks him, Well, how old were you when you were saved? And Rich says last time would be like ten minutes ago. Right. Yeah. And and the they woman loving that. The woman. Exactly. The woman's like, no, no, that's not what I meant. I meant when did you give your life to the Lord? Right. And Rich says, oh, that. Well, I used to do that every summer at camp. At the end of camp, they'd say who wants to give their life to the Lord. And, you know, I'd go up with the kids and, you know, everybody else would do it once. But I did it every summer. Right. And the lady said, no, no, I meant the first time. And Rich is like, well, that would have been when I was four years old. And I remember one day we sang in school, Jesus come into my heart today. Jesus come into my heart to stay. And the woman said, well, that doesn't count. You couldn't possibly have known what you were praying at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And Rich said, excuse me, ma'am, but we never understand what we're praying. Right. Oh, yeah. And God doesn't respond to our understanding. Right. Yeah. He responds. Right. He responds to us in his wisdom. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't only respond to the wise. Right. Or to the to the, you know, whatever. Right. God responds to the willing. Right. And if you're four years old or 400 or whatever, and you don't get it. It doesn't matter if you're willing to let him in. Mm-hmm. He'll come and dwell there.
0: Wow. So it's the willingness to let him in. Exactly. We, I think we try to micromanage it, don't we? Mm-hmm. And say, okay, I need to know this, 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 and this, and I have to do this, this, this first.
2: Or I can only let this much of you in, Yeah, you know.
1: There's a there's a beautiful, the, the classic picture of Jesus. He's standing at the door, yeah. right? And there's no doorknob right. there, right? It's got to be open Go from the inside. Right. right? But you think about it, he found his way to your door. Yeah, right. Right, right. He he's knows there. how to get there, right? You don't have to help him get there. You just have to be willing to let him in the door. Right, because he won't barge in. No, no. He wants to be invited. Yeah.
0: We're going to stop and take a quick break, but we'll be back in just about a minute. You're listening to The Family Show on Holy Family Radio, so please stay tuned. We're back with The Family Show with Brendan Randy Lee. We're talking about Rich Mullins and albums that don't sell very well.
1: Ironically, right? <laughs> because if you, you associate Rich Mullins with albums that did sell well, but Rich's first album actually did not sell well. And in defense of the audience at the time, I, th- I think Rich was maybe trying to find his voice, his, his vocation. In that album what it meant to be a christian celebrity recording artist you know whom do you serve do you serve your label your audience your church the greater christian community your god and i think as he as he continued in nashville he he got it sorted out again i think he started out before nashville and he knew and and he had to kind of get it back a little bit but you know he figured out you serve your god right but anyway there are there are some incredible moments on this first album Right, um, be a great album for anybody else. the The song Elijah Rich always said that was his his favorite song that he wrote, but there's this other song, both feet on the ground, that has this amazing chorus: "I don't think love is blind because I know you see me and yet you still choose to be mine mm-hmm. with a love that will stand even when I fall down, and I know you'll pick me up somehow, right. so so what's he saying there? God sees us, God knows us, and God loves us. You know, can
0: I just interject because, you know, one of my favorite parables Mm -hmm. is the prodigal son, and we just heard it on Mm -hmm. Sunday. And the one thing I want to say about that, and it struck me, you know how something always Mm -hmm. strikes you? You've heard it a million times, but it strikes Mm -hmm. you again. Was that in the case of, let's just say Rich Mullins, but the prodigal son who left and took all of his inheritance and squandered it, came back and then the brother who was mad about all that mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. accepted him it says in both in, in that parable that the father went out mm-hmm. to both of them mm-hmm. you know we mm. I mean, were talking a minute ago about Jesus standing at the door he's right there at the door and i picture this father you know again the party was going on because of the brother and the brother refused to come into the party remember that mm-hmm. so the father went out and it just tells us how crazy in love, God is mm-hmm. with us when we really don't deserve it. It's oftentimes in our very worst behavior. Now, at least the prodigal son came back to himself, mm-hmm. recognized what what he had done, mm-hmm. but the brother was just complaining, Yeah, and yet the father still goes out to
2: him. I like that word, crazy, yeah. in love with us. It just yeah. strikes me, and it, it's funny that... Um, when we went to Mass yesterday, the priest who gave the homily, he actually was up from EWTN, he exactly used those words, he's crazy in love with you. And I just wish everybody could understand that. It's it's it's, it's, hard, it's hard to wrap so our head around, isn't it? But because we see our weaknesses and, I, you know, God could never, how I have offended him, he could never take me back, It could... But he's crazy in love. I mean, we
0: we know what we've done. And we know that God knows what we've mm-hmm. done. A lot of other people around us may not know. Mm-hmm. So knowing that he knows everything, we think, oh, can you still love me like
1: that? And it, I think it's worth, and I want to come back to the prodigal son thing, because everything on the show comes back to the prodigal son. But but I want to pick up a, that notion of crazy in love. Because I think it's a great expression, but I think we need to break it down because it, it can be misunderstood And we think crazy in love maybe means stupid in love. Yeah. Right? And so love makes you blind. Yeah. Right? And and there's this, in in the film, The Lords of Flatbush, which is this 50s nostalgia cult film where Henry Henry Winkler and Sylvester Stallone get their start, right? There's this scene where one of the main characters begins to put the moves on this girl. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden she stops him and she asks him, what color are my eyes? Mm. And everything comes to this scree- screeching halt, right? Mm-hmm. And she wants him to see her if he's going to love her, mm-hmm. right? So you can be crazy in love with me, but I want you to see me and know me, and then be crazy in love with me, yeah. right? And and for a lot of us, there's that's where sort of the hard part. How can God love me if he actually does see me? Right, right? It's Sheila Walsh syndrome. I'm a mess. I need a shower. I stink. God could never love me. Right? Prodigal son story. You're right. God runs out to his son, right? Let's set the context there, right? Son's been feeding, living with the pigs. Son smells like? A pig. A pig, right? Right? Son decides he's going to go home. How does he get there? He walks. So now on top of smelling like a pig, right, he's been walking for days, dusty roads. What's he look like now? You're right. He's dirty. What's he smell like now? Dad sees him, runs out to him, embraces him. And what's he say? He says, quick, bring me the finest robe and put it on him. Are you sure he didn't say quick take a shower? Exactly. That's the great thing, right? The operative word here is quick. He doesn't say <laughs> take your time because we got to give him a bath, yeah. right? He says quick. We have to get it on him now. Yeah. Even before That's the bath. Right. Wait, wait, wait a minute, right? Doesn't that mean the father really doesn't see him, doesn't smell him, doesn't realize he needs a bath, right? Why would you put a clean robe On a smelly person, right? And the funny thing, in the novena of divine mercy, we Mm -hmm. repeatedly hear, receive us into the abode of your most compassionate heart Mm -hmm. and then see us there. Right. In other contexts, we hear, see us covered in the blood of Christ, right? right? We hear that and we think the heart of Christ, the blood of Christ acts as a veil. Yes. It prevents God from seeing us as we are, covers Mm -hmm. us up, covers our brokenness. Reality, the blood of Christ, the heart of Christ acts as a magnifying glass. But here's the deal. The other day, I'm wrapping coins in our house, right? And I come across a buffalo nickel. Right. Has to be at least 100 years old. Right. I'm curious how old this nickel is, but I can't read the date because this nickel has at least 100 years of tarnish on it, gunk, grime, whatever nickels get on them. Right. So so I get a magnifying glass and under the magnifying glass, not only do I see the year, but I see this little tiny letter P, which is etched into carved into the nickel. I Mm -hmm. think it means minted in Philadelphia. Right. Mm hmm. The magnifying glass didn't obscure the tarnish. It was still there. It was still visible. Right. The magnifying glass just brought the true nature of the nickel to the surface. Yes. Love didn't hide the sun's smell cover over the dirt. It just brought the sun's true nature, his identity in God, all he was created to be to the surface, right? What the father sees is not only all that other stuff. But he sees that this is his son.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Right? You, you think about the story of Saul on the road to Damascus, right? Saul's going to be Paul, right? He's, he's off to Damascus to persecute Christians. God knocks Saul off his horse. Saul looks up, sees the resurrected Lord, and he understands how messed up his life is. And then Saul hears Jesus say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. Saul's like, You stupid question, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, here I am. I've realized I am a misguided sinner. I'm in the presence of the risen Lord. Well, duh. You know, why am I persecuting you? Because I'm a misinformed, ignorant, ambitious, angry, resentful, vengeful, messed up excuse of a human being. That's why I'm doing it, Mm -hmm. right? And Jesus is like, no, I'm not asking the question to feel terrible. I'm asking the question not to shame you. But because I know what you are. You're my prophet to the Gentiles. Why would my prophet to the Gentiles be doing that? Notice that we were created in the image of likeness of God. And we are created, the church tells us, to know, love, and serve God. Well, if we are to love what we know, and we are in the image of God, then God must know what he loves. God must just not love us. He must know us and love us. Right? Father Clark out at at St. Matt's wrote recently in response to the lost sheep, lost coin parables. If we pursue with clouded vision, we will never truly find. Right? Don't,
0: Don't we have that clouded vision though, really? You know, we make judgments, we assume certain things, how do we see each other?
1: Yeah. And how does God see us? right? And God does not pursue with clouded vision. God knows the color of your eyes. Yeah. Right. And it's funny that you raise that seeing each other because, because Father John Paul Mary from EWTN was, was out at St. Matt's recently and he reminded everyone of how Mother Teresa actually died 25 years ago on September 5th. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and he said how Mother Teresa would say to say the sisters, her sisters needed to see through, needed to see through the people they serve, how much Jesus thirsts for their love, right? So you you talk about seeing how you're supposed to see others. So so one day the sisters, they pick up a guy dying in the gutter, right? Maggots, worms, they're eating his flesh, disease, decaying, right? They bring him home to the house for the dying, right? Going to clean him up. We think what a grace that they can't see what they're cleaning, what a grace that they can't smell the stench, yeah, right? Yeah. Do we really think that's how it works? Or do they see beyond all of that?
0: You know, I'm just, this image just came to me of the pearl of great price. What they saw was the pearl. Mm-hmm. What we see often is the dirt
2: mm-hmm. and right. don't want to mm-hmm.
0: go past
1: it. Mm-hmm. But guess what? they That's exactly right. They see the dirt. But you find the pearl by seeing beyond, through the dirt, right? Right. Right. What they see in this guy, what they see in his suffering is how much Christ thirsts for their love. Mm -hmm. That's what all that stuff on him is. It's Christ thirsting for their love. Guy says to them, I have lived like an animal, but I will die like an angel. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What a thing to hear from the lips of Christ right? Similar story. Mother Teresa, when she was just getting started, like very beginning, she's all by herself, right? She finds a guy in the gutter, similar conditions, brings him back to her actual home, you know, actual home to clean him up to die, right? Guy asks her, why are you doing this? She answers, because I love you. You think Mother Teresa couldn't see what she was cleaning out of this guy's womb. But in that man's eyes, Mother Teresa saw the eyes of Christ. There was no veil between her and her beloved, right? That's what we're called to, right? We're not called to live in the shell. We're called to break through the shell and find who Christ sees us and wants us to be.
0: And that's real living. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Well, we're out of time, but we invite you to join us every Friday at 1230 on AM 720 for The Family
1: Show. And keep us in your prayers.
0: For Brenda and Randy Lee, I'm Eleanor Rossman, and we leave you with a beautiful soundless.